When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To me, the way I define emotional intelligence is that we're proactive in how we create our lives, our businesses. And when I'm creating a container for emotional intelligence, and what I mean by that is when I'm supporting someone in their emotional intelligence, really anything that comes up, our mindset, our choices, it's all based in emotional intelligence. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Welcome or welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle, and today's going to be a great episode for you because we're going to build on a topic that we have talked about before and really make it a lot more applicable to very specific things in your business and your life. So let's talk about being highly emotional, emotionally intelligent. See, I can even talk today. This is my first appointment of the day and I'm just blabbing all over myself. Let's start over. High emotional intelligence is directly related to your ability to lead and connect with others. We all know that part, but our guest today will show how EQ can actually help us with our strategic planning and people with higher EQs sell more, earn more and lead more joyful lives. That's a very important piece of the equation. So let me tell you about our guest today. She's actually my friend, Kathleen Reeson. She's a sought after business advisor focused on teaching emotional intelligence to small and mid-sized service based businesses. Using her background as a former certified public accountant, over of a seven service-based businesses, and master trainer in emotional intelligence, Kathleen created the 10 principles to building an emotionally intelligent company. Now she teaches them to executives and their teams all over the world. I can vouch for her. She is a bad mamma jamma and somebody who I'm so fortunate to get to call friend. Welcome to the show, Kathleen. Well, thanks, Amber, and hello, friends. I am. Um, I guess we were just just a couple weeks ago, not too far. We we got to hang out. Um, are you going to Key West? You know, I think so. I haven't put it on my calendar just okay. yet. Are you going? I am. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just like trying to anticipate the next time we get to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm like 99 percent sure I'll be there. Okay. So I joke with my bombshell friends all the time that like. None of none of my like, well, I take that back. I actually have a lot of good friends and a lot, a lot of good friends in the Nashville area. But I feel like the people who do what I do, obviously, are all over the country. So it's like, when do I get to see my friends in person? So, all right, well, let's dive in. So key principles of EQ. Can we just kind of like take a step back? We we talked a little bit about it in, in the, um, you know, kind of the lead in. But when you're thinking about EQ, emotional intelligence, and you're working with business owners or leaders, where is your mind going with that? Well, do you mind if I just share why like, sure. why this is even a focus? Because I think that answers that question. Yeah. So I, one of the, ba- the businesses, the one that I started originally was an advertising agency, and I ran it for 10 years. And the reason that I, to the step, I sold that agency was because 
I found that when I was working with other business owners or business leaders, and I said this, this key question, what's your vision? Where do you want this company to go? Which is, was our foundation for what we were building in the advertising space. I took for granted that they, they knew that answer. And what I realized was that a lot of them, they really didn't know that. They knew kind of the, the, the next, the tactical steps for the next year or so, but they really didn't have a clear vision of where they wanted to head. And it really stopped our ability to grow with them and to create these, these uh, incredible opportunities for them. So yeah. at that point, I realized that I, while I had some skill sets in that area, I really didn't have the basis for understanding to pull a vision out of somebody because that's rooted in emotional intelligence. And so I went and studied emotional intelligence extensively. There's a lot of programs out on the coasts and in some other, there's one in Europe. So I studied how to really pull somebody's vision out. And that's, that's why I'm up to what I'm up to today. So the number one principle is start with vision. And that's what I do when I work with executives. We got to understand the vision before we can really understand how to grow in any other capacity. So we start with vision. So, okay. There are those of us who are wired that are just visionary type people. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's in our DNA. <clears throat> and then there are those who are more like in the day for the day. Like they're not like that big picture, 10 year, 20 year down the road kind of person. They're more like, what, what do I need to do right now? So where do you see people like succeeding or getting tripped up when you're asking them to first tap into their vision? Yeah, well, I think really understanding which role you tend to play more. We, we all have this visionary capacity, but some of us just don't like, we don't use it to the degree that others do. And so Gino Wickman, actually, I don't know if you've studied under Gino at all, but he has a really good definition of that visionaries versus integrators. Yeah, oh gosh, EOS. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to forecast, I'm going to share exactly where we're going to be at for 10 years, 20 years from now, but you asked me what I'm going to do today and I have no idea. Versus yeah. integrators, like, this is everything I'm going to do today. I don't know what I'm going to do next week, but today this is it. And knowing where you fall on that. So I have a much higher visionary than I do integrator. I'm like 80, 20. Yeah, you and I are very similar in that respect. And so what I, what I know about that is that for me, I've got to have a really solid integrator near me and yes. when I'm succeeding, I've got that partnership. So I would say to everybody listening, really understand where you fall on that. So if you fall more on that visionary space, like, yay, that's a really exciting place to be. You can cast your vision pretty far out there, but it's not going to move forward unless you've got that integrator near you. You can attempt to be that integrator and you can probably get pretty far, but that's when we get into this spiral because all of a sudden we want to think really far out, but we've got to think day to day. And so we're constantly in this it's a fight. cycle. Yeah. It's exhausting. So, so the, what Kathleen's talking about is um, it's an EOS entrepreneurial operating system um, format, if you will, the visionary and the integrator. And so if you want to go deeper on that, if you're like, Ooh, ooh that's me either way, read the book traction. Mm -hmm. So I have a coaching client that I recommended that to the other day. And I, I just pulled up her email that she wrote to me. So you understand like Kathleen is giving you good juice here. So I, I said, you know, I think you really need to read this. You're definitely a visionary. You need to have an integrator like that way you can focus on the things that you want to focus on and, and like get out of the weeds of the day to day. And so she says, um, the subject line is why did no one tell me about this book before? <laughs> 
And so hers, her message says, thank you so much for your time today and for recommending the book. I'm laughing as I'm listening to it. This is insane. I did come to my own conclusion that I need someone to execute on my crazy ideas, but this book is amazing. I had no idea this is a thing and it definitely helps. So even that just self-awareness right there, talking about emotional intelligence of, or emotional intelligence of, I'm aware of who I am and I'm not going to fight it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's big. And just being clear, Gino wrote a second book after that. I don't remember even what it's called. Maybe you know it, but it actually has a quiz in there that uh-huh. shows you whether you're visionary integrator. So he talks even more specifically about it. But I think once we understand whether we're a visionary or an integrator, again, knowing that we have both of those, but that we rank higher in one area, that we build our team around that. So for me, having an integrator is really important. Or if for somebody that maybe falls more of an integrator, that's really your strength area, then work with somebody that's a visionary. So, so Amber, you and I are, are very big visionaries. Somebody that's an integrator that's running a company may want to have a conversation with you or me and just say, hey, can I kick around some ideas? Because we can see what they're up to and say, wow, you could go into this space or you could create this opportunity And that may be enough to get them really moving forward. So knowing where you fall on that scale is going to be really important. Yeah. And, and shout out to all the integrators out there too. Like Amy, who works for me is an amazing integrator and that doesn't make her any less creative. That doesn't make her um, like, like, I feel like sometimes the visionaries kind of get all the credit and then like, but the, but the integrators are the unsung heroes and anybody who does business with me knows it ain't getting done without Amy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You ask any visionary who's got a solid integrator next to them, they'll say, wow, they make more of an impact in this company than I do Uh (laughs) because it's one thing to have the vision, but if you don't, if you can't carry it forward, it's just a vision. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So now we have our vision. What's the next step in, in really driving results and being strategic in our business using emotional intelligence? So the next step is focusing on intention over mechanism. And what I say by that is the intention is what do we want to create? So we can have this really big vision that's 10, 20, 30 years out even, but we've got to focus on the intention. So for example, like Amber, we don't have to talk in big picture. We can be very specific. So if you, what's one of the things that you say the intention or what something that you really want to create, you're launching a new product, right? Yeah, we've got Employer Brand Central. We already have customers, but we haven't launched it to the public yet. Okay, so you've got Employer Brand Central. So your intention with Employer Brand Central would be to get it out into the world. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you and I got a piece of paper out or we just just spitballed here, what are all the different ways that we could think of to get that out into the world? Like there are hundreds, thousands. And you know, because your brain works like mine, like it doesn't matter what I'm doing. Like something's popping into my brain all throughout the day. Like I don't request it. I, there is no invitation. It just is in there. And I'm like, oh, I need to write that down in my notes in my phone <laughs> before yeah. I forget. It yeah. So you and I, we use parking lots or that. Yeah, I use parking yes. lots a lot. I mean, totally. You know, and what that means is just there are ideas that are constantly coming into our heads and we can't move all of them forward. We actually shouldn't move all of Amen them forward. Amen to that. Because most of them are trash. They're just ideas that, again, if we don't have an integrator that's going to move them forward, doesn't matter. And so those are all mechanisms, all the different ways that we could accomplish something. It's a mechanism. But the actual intention is to get this product out to launch. And oftentimes when we're in strategic planning or really just growing businesses, we get hung up on mechanism 
as if it's intention. So for example, what is one way, Amber, right now that you're thinking of, like, this is how I'm going to launch this product? Well, definitely um, not only webinars, but webinars with complementary, not competing companies that, that want to communicate the same things and we can share audiences so that everyone benefits and then they're made aware of me. Because as you know, like so much of the business that we generate is from speaking, but you know, to really truly scale, you can't just wait for all the stages. You have to create your own. Yeah. So, so a webinar tool with complementary companies. So that can, that let's just say that's very successful and you hit a point where you're not getting the results that you want. And all of a sudden we think, oh my gosh, this brand isn't working. This, this employer brand central is no longer valid, but it's, it has nothing to do with that. It's that the mechanism isn't working anymore. There's something about the mechanism that's not working. But if we launch onto our mechanism as if it's the intention, Ooh, yeah. then we get stuck and we end up closing businesses or thinking something's not working when really we're hung up on the mechanism. So, I, I have to show, I've shown this a bajillion times. So those of you watching on YouTube, you can see it. And those of you who are listening, I, I have a sticky note that has been on my um, monitor, my computer monitor in my office since COVID. And it just says, how? It's like, okay, this didn't work. How can we make it work? Yeah. Screw the mechanism. That didn't work. Next. <laughs> yeah. What I find, I love that question. How I'm going to put a sticky note like that on there. I put the intention up so that I can see that and That's constantly so remind myself. Otherwise, it's really easy to get stuck on the mechanism. This ties, ties into personal life so well. Let's say we wanted to lose 20 pounds. Yeah. And we get hung up on, okay, I'm going to run for five times a week. Let's say I'm going to run five times a week for 30 plus minutes. Yeah. You're the runner, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be. <laughs> let's just say that that's our goal. And then all of a sudden we get sick and we miss a week. And then we think, oh, I'm no longer a runner. And we quit running. And we forget that the only reason we started running was the intention was to lose weight. But all of a sudden the weight loss goals out the door because we quit running. Mm. But there's so many different ways we could lose weight. We could look at our nutrition. We could kayak. We, there's so many different ways we could do that. But we get often focused on the mechanism and then that's a trap. And so the goal when we're looking at any sort of planning or any side of growth is exactly what you were saying, like putting, putting reminders for ourselves that the mechanisms are just that. They're just ways to achieve what we want. But we've got to remember and keep focus on what it is that we want so that we can get there. It doesn't matter if the webinar doesn't work or it doesn't matter if we stop running. They're all just mechanisms. And there are an infinite number of mechanisms. We could plan all day long, however many mechanisms, we just pick a new one. And yeah. although it's frustrating if they don't work, we, it's the focus and the mindset on the intention. As long as we're crystal clear on what that is, we can get there. Yeah. Well, I say it in my book and I say it all the time. Um, don't just count on B, plan B. There are how many letters in the alphabet? You need to have plans B through Z. And, and that's the truth. And that's in life. And, you know, there are times where, where there are seasons where you're like, all right, I'm on M. What the heck? <laughs> I know. But, there's a formula uh, that this is one that I learned in my emotional intelligence training that I talk about in my, so one of the most contested things when I speak on this, and it's the formula is intention plus mechanism equals results. So if your results are 100%, think of it as a pie, results are 100%, what, how, what percentage do you think 
is a result of the intention and what percentage do you think is a result of the mechanism? I'm going to say 70-30 with intention. Yeah. So so there's actually, when I'm speaking on this, we will do some exercises to show that if the intention is, whatever the intention is, which percentage and by the time we walk through this exercise, it's uh, people are raising their hand saying, no, it's 99.9 or it's 100% intention. So my belief is it's 99.9 plus 0.1 equals 100. Wow. Okay. Because the mechanism is infinite. And so if your goal is, like for you, if your goal is to launch Employer Brand Central, you are going to launch Employer Brand Central. You'll just pick as many mechanisms as needed. So mechanisms are important, uh-huh. but they are not actually what drives results. It's the intention that drives results. I see. So how do we then turn this around? Well, I don't want to get too far. So let's just kind of stay as business owners. Mm -hmm. Um, If we, if we set our vision and then we do focus on intention over mechanism, then, okay. So like, you know, I'm squirrely and thank God I have an integrator, but maybe not everybody does. And so you can have an intention and you can have like, okay, I'm going to do these things, but just like I wake up and I don't feel like running today. Like how do you ensure that your vision and your intention and the mechanisms all come together and you're, you know, actually getting somewhere towards your strategy. So Amber, it's like you've read the book that I haven't released yet. Yeah, I mean, it's written. So it's not just in my head. I'd say you're in my head, but like it's written. It just, you haven't seen it yet. I mean, your MacBook is what I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the the third principle and really the top three t- to me are like, it's like picking your kids. No, no, you know, no, no one's better than the other, but seriously, the top three, if that's all you ever did, those would be perfect. The third one is accountability. And so when we have the accountability, it's, it's gotta be with someone else. Cause we, while we could be great at holding ourselves accountable, we're humans. And as long as we're humans, we will have some of that faults there where we're gonna fall down at times. And so we've gotta have somebody else that holds us accountable. Now, the thing with accountability that oftentimes we don't want, again, this is human nature, we don't want to set ourselves up to fail. We're afraid of failure. So we tend to give ourselves a lot of cush room and we don't set very solid by wins. So for example, when you say, I'm going to launch Employer Brand Central, what day are you gonna launch Employer Brand Central? Oh, you're asking the hard questions now. Well, I'm not um, going to hold you to this unless you want me to. Well, we're <laughs> looking at like October. Yeah. So okay. we don't have like the exact date yet, but that's, we're looking at that season. Okay. So let's just say in this case, let's say I was coaching you, Amber. Do you mind if I use this? Uh, no, example? please. Okay, yeah. perfect. So let's just say I'm coaching you on this. And I say, okay, Amber, Employer Brand Central, it gets to be out into the world. So October, I hear you. Let's be specific. What day in October? Okay. Well, let's see here. Um, listen, you are getting the live. Amber is getting her butt held to the fire. Um, I would say like, so I usually like to launch things. I know this is crazy around my birthday. Um, and I have a lot of good luck with, um, October is September and October tend to be really good months for launching things for me. And, you know, whether that's because it's my new solar return or like, you know, it's like the, like I've got all my Libra energy in there, or if it's just because that's a good season for just kind of like, I think a lot of people just, they get, um, 
they're over summer, the kids are back in school, they're back into, you know, like normal life or whatever. So they're paying attention a little bit more to business things. So let's just see, we won't do it during WK, your, your family and parent weekend. Um, probably, I mean, the seventh is on a Friday. I don't know, like the 10th or the 11th. Let's say the okay, 11th. So you have the 11th? Yeah. All right. So this is gonna be a very exciting day on October 11th. What time will it be launched by? noon okay so october 11th at 12 p.m okay so now amber we have to put all this together and you get to commit assuming that this is something you're going to hold to yeah i amber will launch employer brand central by october 11th at 12 p.m and 12 p.m central we're both on central time is that central? oh central yeah yeah okay Definitely got central. it so if that's something that you want to agree to you get to commit to it right now i amber hurdle will launch Employer Brand Central on October 11th at noon. Central? Central time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's your commitment that you just made. And so now that gets to happen. Now there's obviously room for renegotiation. That's okay. But you can hear just as when you were committing to that time, how you got to look at the calendar and you got to, you got to really set that date and be clear on it. Most of the time when we are supporting ourselves with these things, we don't hold ourselves to that level of detail. And then something may come up and we'll say, well, we said October 11th, but you know, October 18th is only a week later. So we'll do it October 18th. That'll work. And again, renegotiation's fine. But the difference is right now I heard Amber, it's October 11th at noon. So mm -hmm. I'm going to hold you to October 11th at noon central standard time. And if something changes, you get to renegotiate that with me. It's not, you're not asking my permission, but you're holding a standard that says this is happening no matter what. And if it's going to change, that's cool, but I'm going to communicate it. And then I'm going to be clear about what my next date is. That's a level of accountability that we typically don't hold ourselves to because if we just said October, then anytime in October is okay, or maybe November or maybe December, or, you know, whenever it, it works out but we're holding ourselves to very specific dates. That's how we create what we really want. Yeah. And when we get into this habit, we create, well, actually you'll see, we'll make less commitments because that's got to happen now. Yeah. Well, and I mean, just from a marketing perspective too, like you have to pick a date because you have to back into the date to create the launch strategy and, and put all the tactics in there and everything. So, I mean, you just were like, all right, sister, what is it? And now, like I go back to my team and be like, I picked a date. It's public. <laughs> it happened, yep. I said it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's happened. No it's pressure. <laughs> well, and so think about that. In something, you're exactly right. You got to build up the marketing strategy around it. But in a lot of things, especially in our personal lives, we don't have to build. There, there's nothing really around that date. So, for example, if I were going to say that I'm going to lose 20 pounds, whether it happens in eight weeks or six months, really is my own. Eh, there's nothing really leading up to that. And so when I'm really clear about, let's just say what day is today, we're in August. So if I said by November 1st, now I'm holding myself to the line. Yeah. And I'm getting somebody else to be in partnership with me on that. So how does emotional intelligence tie into this? So it's like, I'm recognizing what emotions are mine, what emotions are other people involved. And like, honestly, when you're, when you're launching something new, it can be scary. I'm a little more ballsy than the average person, but it's still scary to me too. Like there's, you know, risk and there's fear of failure and there's all the same things. I'm human. Um, and 
And so like when you're in a sales call and you don't convert or, you know, things like that, it's like, is that where the emotional intelligence piece like really comes in? And this is the baseline that's supporting it. Like, can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah. So it's, it's how you, how we define emotional intelligence. So to me, the way I define emotional intelligence is that we're proactive in how we create our lives, our businesses. And when I'm creating a container for emotional intelligence, and what I mean by that is when I'm supporting someone in their emotional intelligence, really anything that comes up, our mindset, our choices, it's all based in emotional intelligence. So for example, what just happened, what we just walked through where you set this date for October 11th, there's going to be stuff that's going to come up between now and October 11th that's going to stand in your way. Yeah, but it's going to have to get done because there's two things after that it has to be done for. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so you hold that. You, you're at a higher level of emotional intelligence. You know that. Most people, that causes fear, constraints, challenges, holdbacks, limiting beliefs come up. And so when we hold somebody to the fire like that, the, all those things that are standing in their way are going to come up. And we want them to come up because mm-hmm. then we can move through them. But unless they're coming up, we can't can't deal with it. We don't want to sit around and talk about what could be. We want to actually hold ourselves to the fire so that stuff comes up. So when I'm working with somebody with emotional intelligence, we want to actually create the space for it to come up. So we pick really stretchy goals so that the challenges that have held us back in the past, they come up so we can work through them. Yeah. So what I tell my clients oftentimes, and Amber, I'm sure you've had this conversation before, I'll say, in our work together, there will be a point, and it's typically about halfway through, where you will want to quit. And yep. if it doesn't happen, I'm not supporting you to the way that to the level that I could, but you'll want to quit. And in the very beginning, not at that point, I say, what do you want me to say to you when you hit that point? Because that's really where you're hitting that wall. We all talk about the wall, like yeah. where we just can't go any further, where we want to back up. That's our wall. And what that really is is saying that we're hitting our our level where our top level of emotional intelligence is at that point. We're either going to break through it or we're going to bounce off of it. Yeah. And my goal is to support them in breaking through it to reach a new level. It's actually statistics that say for every level of emotional intelligence you you receive, your income actually goes up, and it's around a ten percent jump every wow. level. Yeah. So it, it's incredible. This is really valuable stuff. And. All it means is that our mindset, we're looking at things differently. I love that. My really, um, my friend, Amy Highnote, um, is a very trusted friend and she is uh, the owner publisher of VRM Intel, highly visible in the vacation rental industry. Um, I actually met her because she's a customer because she hires me to be a speaker. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. but we've become really good friends through COVID and everything. And uh, she called me last night and she is so like her mother just died. She's got all kinds of stuff going on with that. The, the conference I'm speaking at next week is um, like right here at her cusp. And she's still, this is who like, this is who to surround yourself with people. Bombshells like Amy, I know. Um, she still called me to check on me, knowing that what was going on with my dad and some other things and everything. And, and she said, oh, it's the truth because I got tears behind my eyes and not for those of you who are new listeners, like when that happens, I'm not about to cry. It's just like, that's my signal. Like, oh, this is my truth. Um, she said that um, I am in a season of growth and maturing and that what I'm going through is what is required for me to get to the next level so I can serve at a new level. And I was just like, I'm sleeping so much better tonight from that. And that's basically what I'm hearing you say that you are, you are like orchestrating that environment of tension 
to get people to the next level if the universe, God, natural circumstances, whatever is not creating that for them. Yeah. Yeah. We create a scenario where they can, it, it is uncomfortable to get to growth. I mean, growth never, ever happens in comfort. It always happens no. when we're uncomfortable. <laughs> and th- this, I have a, a, a friend, he says, uh, yesterday's ceiling is tomorrow's floor. That's right. And I hear that there are times where I'm like, oh, you know, I don't, don't want to live that. <laughs> but it, it's so true. And you know, to, I have, my mentor says, tomorrow is a much bigger day <laughs> every day. Tomorrow is a much bigger day. And, you know, some days I just want to have the yesterday. Yeah. Some days I just want to like chill. <clears throat> and there are different levels of growth. Some of them are a little more comfortable than others. And when you've been through really heavy lifting, as you know, I have, and I know you have, and really, truly everybody has, um, I just happen to have a microphone to talk about it, but you don't see the smaller growth as like a, a flex. Like, it's just like, oh, that's all I'm dealing with. And even like the bigger stuff, I can be like, oh, that's all I'm dealing with. I've dealt with worse. But then there are seasons where you're like, what else? What else is coming? And and then that's like when you know, like, oh, there's something big. So oh, I can yeah. be frustrated and I can be like, I'll, I'll allow myself the emotion of disappointment. I'll allow myself the emotion of fear. But then what I'm going to do is I'm going to recognize that I'm about to have a breakthrough moment and I'm about to go somewhere that I can't even envision for myself. And I think that's where emotional intelligence also comes in to remind us of who we are, what we've been through, what we're made of and where our boundaries are. Yeah. That's the, the story that comes up for me around that. Uh, I have a, I have a client who we started working together and the reason that he said yes to even working with me was because his family went to Florida on vacation without him and they wanted him to go, but he was running multiple businesses and he just, in his mind, couldn't create an opportunity for him to go. The cost of going was too high. And so his family went without him and this had actually happened for four years in a row. And he said, next year I'm going on that vacation. And now it's been, we've been working together for three years. He goes on vacation like five times a year, at least, with his family, his little kids, too. It was just so sad in the beginning. And uh, about six months into us working together, I was at my grandpa's funeral. I was driving, this is my mom's dad. I was, at, was driving behind the hearse. So all I see is the hearse in front of me. And I'm driving my mom's car. I'm by myself. My husband has my kids in our car behind me. And my phone rings and I look at it and it's him. And I just knew in my heart, this was his moment of hitting that wall. And we were approaching my, my grandparents. They live on this farm and they had this U-circle drive. And so the hearse was going to pull into the drive. And I made this decision that even though I was in this incredible moment with my family, I was going to answer the phone. And I did. And I said, hey, I'm, I'm here for you, but I want you to know I am in a funeral procession. I'm, we're just, I've got about 30 seconds. And he goes, I hit that wall. I want to quit. I said, I hear you. We're not quitting. <laughs> and I will see you. I'll be home in a couple of days and we will meet. And we did. And he hit the wall and he knew, but, but he knew that was coming and he knew what he was up against. And that's the cool thing. When you create that container and you say, this is going to happen. And you have somebody that just unconditionally is there with you. There's nothing like that in the world. We just don't exist that way, but we can create it for ourselves. And that's, what's mm. really important about emotional intelligence. This is, you ought to really set yourself up around people that care for you. Like the, what you're talking about with Amy, that's amazing. And you've created that relationship so that you have that support and everybody can have that. And that's, you know, gosh, if I was to beat a drum hard, it is 
be cautious and intentional about who you let in. Mm-hmm. Who do you surround yourself with? Like, that's why you're my friend. <laughs> like, I know, I know that, that this, like who you surround yourself is an indication of where you're going in life. Yeah. And, and there's just no getting around that. And, um, and man, it's been painful shedding some shady people, um, from, from my existence, but, um, the freedom that comes with that is, is amazing. Um, and I'm so glad that he had you. And I love that you like, I love that you're saying, I'm going to create a container or we're going to create a container. And this is what the expectation is. And you're going to hit the wall. Call me when you do. Yeah. Cause then it's like you hit the wall and it's not like the sky is falling. It's like, Oh, there's the wall. It's pretty it. crappy, but I'm going to call Kathleen. Yeah. And to have that person, whether it's me or somebody else, whoever that is, to have that moment and then know that somebody's there and they'll answer the phone. I, I that's the ideal experience that we can create for ourselves. Yeah. So good. So freaking good. Okay. Well, so, um, I hope bombshells you have been taking notes. If not go back we'll put some things in the show notes. We'll put her three. Um, I've, I've been taking notes here. Um, vision, focus on attention over mechanism and accountability. We will also have um, EOS and traction, the books that we were talking about, about the, the visionary and the integrator. Um, before I tell everyone where they can get a hold of you, I always like to ask every single guest, what is a parting piece of advice that you want to leave with a bombshell, a bold, brave, unwaveringly confident woman in business? Oh. The piece of advice I would leave is that joy is a choice. Mm. I wrote a book that it's on Amazon if anybody's interested, but it's called Joy and Uncertainty, A Guide to Creating a Meaningful Life. And I launched it during COVID. And uh, it just really shares some of my experiences that I went through from some health crisis in our family, just how I approach that while running businesses. And the biggest lesson that I have from all of that is that it's nobody else's responsibility to create joy in us. It's our choice. And so we get to be the leaders of our own joy. So good. So, so good. So good. (laughs) (laughs) So definitely we'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, Check her out on LinkedIn. I'm I'm big on this, Kathleen. Every single episode now, I'm like, get on LinkedIn first. Like, don't go to TikTok. Don't go to Instagram. Don't go to Facebook. You can go to those too, but I want you to go connect with Kathleen first on LinkedIn and we'll drop that in the show notes. Um, And then your website. Well, you can also um, email her at Kathleen at KathleenReason.com. It's R-I-E-S-S-E-N. Um, she also has inspired choices, network.com and also has the Kathleen, um, recent show on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast carriers. So, I mean, if you liked her today, you could get more of her. So <laughs> every week it's live every radio week. that it goes into a podcast, but yeah. awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing your joy and your wisdom with me. I'm, I mean, I'm taking notes for myself too. Uh, not just, uh, just to create show notes. This is definitely, um, food for me today. So I appreciate you being on the podcast. Well, absolutely. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me for sure. 
Okay, bombshells. I just don't even know um, how to say how important this particular episode was to the intention of your life. So I hope that you will put these practices into place. Remember these three key areas Buy Kathleen's book, follow her and, and get on her podcast, because as you can see, I'm lucky to have her as a friend and she could be your virtual friend in your earbuds um, as well. So thank you for tuning in today. Please, if you have not, li- leave a rating and review on wherever it is that you listen to your podcast, or if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, click the like button, um, share it with your friends, and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.